You are listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast with pet business coach Kristen Morrison, episode number 19. Welcome to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast, where it's all about pet business challenges, real coaching, and real solutions to help you thrive in your pet business and in your life. And now, here's your host, pet business coach Kristen Morrison. Hello, pet business owners. Oh, I hope you are having a wonderful week. I am recording this and the holidays are just about here. I love this time of year. It can be kind of hectic, but it's also really fun. And I hope you are having such a wonderful time. Whatever you're doing, whatever the weather, whatever you have planned. And I am thinking about you all. So I wanted to get this out because the new year is coming and I realize that some of you may be listening to this in the summertime or the springtime, <laughs> you know, you're not necessarily listening to this right before the new year, but regardless of when you're listening to it, it is so important to look at the daily habits that you implement. And that's what I'm going to be talking about today, powerful daily habits. So the reason why I decided to talk about this in addition to the new year coming up is because one of my catapult attendees, Brenton, sent me this great article, and I'm going to be reading parts of it because it's so powerful. Basically, the article states that there are six habits that you can do that if you do them, you will have a great business and a great life. And I really agree with these points that they're making and the ideas that they have. And, you know, I was looking at all of these items and I realized I do them all. And it's not like I'm so great. Yeah, here I am doing all these items, you know, every day. But it took me quite a while to begin to implement these actions into my daily practice of the morning time. And I find that when I implement them in the morning, every day, I have such an empowered feeling. It's not just an empowered feeling, but it's a feeling of, you know, really being able to check off those things that I need to do throughout the day. And it gets me motivated and excited about each day. It also feels to me like it's grounding, you know, doing these practices that I'm going to be talking about. So first of all, just having a morning practice, even if it's just one healthy self-care item that you do can be incredibly powerful. And for those of you that wake up and you are just running out the door to go to your pet sitting, dog walking, dog training job, maybe your pet grooming business, I really want to encourage you to set aside at minimum 30 minutes every morning. Even if you have to wake up earlier, it's worth it. I'm telling you. Because when you can begin to cultivate a daily morning practice, you are going to feel so energized. And the thing is, you're going to be taking care of yourself first. You know, for many of you who are listening, you are running a service-based business. So 
you know, especially caring for pets, caring for their people, caring for their houses. If you're a house sitter, pet sitter, dog walker, you know, it's so important to take care of yourself first. So it's interesting because the first item on this list of six, and just to let you know, this is from the sba.thehartford.com website. So that's the Small Business Administration, and it's sba.thehartford.com. And I really want to, you know, give a shout out to them because I feel like this article is just wonderful. And I'm looking at it, and the author is Allie Johnson. So the title of the article is Six Things the Most Successful Business Owners Do First Thing in the Morning. The first one has to do with email. I don't recommend that you jump out of bed and start scanning your email. In fact, I think that can actually be so disempowering for you as a person. (laughs) If you're giving your attention to all of those emails that are coming in, and I know for some of you, I've talked to some of my coaching clients who the first thing you do is you check your smartphone and that gets our energy out in terms of other people instead of, you know, what do we need to do to take care of ourselves? So I'm going to be talking about these in order in which they appear in this wonderful article, but just know that their number one is not my number one. (laughs) So their number one is scan your email quickly. And what they're saying is, you know, how do you avoid getting sucked into your inbox for two or three hours out of your day? I know for many of you, once you start getting going on email, it's all over. What they recommend is using filters and folders, and that'll help bring the priority emails up further, right? And what they recommend is each morning taking two minutes to scan your inbox for important emails that require immediate attention. And I love this. Then schedule a block of time later in the day to respond to less urgent messages. When we're constantly checking email each day, we are getting so distracted. Like we're not able to just settle in and work. My fiance, Spencer, works in an office. (laughs) Unlike me, I work from home, but he works from at an office and he has a lot of people that come in and disturb him throughout the day. Not necessarily disturb him, they're asking important questions, but he was saying how hard it is for him to dive into his work. And we were talking about that. And one of the things that he decided to begin doing is closing his door, which he wasn't doing before. And, you know, I see having those announcements, those notifications on your email that ding every time an email come up is almost like leaving your door open, right? We constantly get distracted when we're hearing that pinging noise. And so really scheduling time to answer emails can be such a great use of your time and can allow you to really focus elsewhere. That's the first thing. Scan your email quickly Respond to the most urgent emails that require immediate attention and then schedule a block of time later in the day to respond to less urgent messages. 
So the second item that they suggest, which I just love, and I began implementing this a while ago, (laughs) a few months ago on a regular ongoing basis is exercise. So for those of you that aren't connected with me on Facebook, and even if you are, you might not know this, I joined Orange Theory about three months ago. And I had joined a gym and I would go occasionally, but it was really hard for me to get motivated. So I joined Orange Theory. Basically, it's a one hour kind of group exercise training where you run, you row, you lift weights. An hour long, it's super intense. Typically, I burn anywhere from like 450 to 550 calories in an hour. (laughs) And I'm pretty exhausted after, but also super energized. So physically I'm exhausted and that lasts for maybe a half hour after. But then I feel all this energy and excitement. I'm doing this and it's really making a difference. So if you exercise in the morning, they say you're more likely to fit physical activity into your day. And I've really found this to be true, especially if I do it before noon. And one study, they referred to one study that found that the tasks you do during the workday can really zap your willpower, making you less motivated to get to the gym later in the day. And what they're saying is the good news is you don't need to squeeze in a long, strenuous exercise session before work. They're saying just a short amount, like 20 minutes of jogging on a treadmill, 45 minutes of a brisk walk can reduce your anxiety and boost your executive functions like decision-making, problem-solving, and planning. And this is according to Josh Davis, who is director of research, and he's a lead professor for the Neuro Leadership Institute. And what they're saying, too, is that these exercise benefits kick in pretty much instantly. So I really find that you know, I have more energy, I feel more happy and excited about life. I'm just loving that, loving it, loving it. And so I really recommend if you don't have a regular exercise program, I recommend cultivating one, you know, whatever that might be for you, whether it be yoga, walking, I know a lot of you are dog walkers, so you're already walking. But what I found is I love to hike, It's one of my favorite things, and I talk about it in a couple of my books and how powerful it is for my business to do a regular hike, you know, every few days. But what I found is I kind of reached a plateau with that in terms of that giving me more energy, that helping with weight loss. I love to eat, (laughs) so I really have to work out pretty hardcore on a regular basis in order to be able to eat the amount of food that I want to eat because I love to eat. So that's just me. But if you go from nothing to exercising, I really recommend just a walk around the neighborhood. Start with that. And doing it before noon every day can be really powerful. And going back to the dog walking, those of you that are dog walkers and are already walking, you may have reached a plateau in terms of how you feel about your body, in terms of, you know, the dog walking giving you energy. Oftentimes, I noticed for me when I was walking dogs, I was really focused on the dogs. Obviously, you kind of have to be, right, if you're walking dogs. So 
yes, I was getting exercise, but it wasn't really a stress relieving experience for me. It was often I was working and I was really present with the dogs and less to my own body and to myself. So just something to think about what, you know, what can get your blood pumping, can get you feeling energized, can help you kind of take your body and your energy to the next level. Want to take what you're learning from the podcast and begin to apply it in your own pet business so you can see powerful results? The Pet Business Online Course Learning Platform can help you do that. You'll find instant access courses that can help you launch or grow your pet business starting right now. You can watch, listen, and learn from the courses right now or whenever works best for you and from wherever you're at in the world. The How to Start Your Pet Sitting and Dog Walking Business in 7 Days online course gives you step-by-step instruction and comprehensive tools to help you launch your own pet care business and get paying clients in just one week. The four-week Pet Business Catapult program provides a weekly comprehensive plan to help you create systems and strategies so you can work on your business instead of in your business. You'll also learn exactly what you need to find, hire, and train quality staff and attract high-paying, profitable clients. With these classes and the many other online classes you'll find on the course platform, you can take your pet business to a new level of growth and success starting right now. Go to PetBusinessCourses.com. That's PetBusinessCourses.com or use the online learning platform link in the show notes page to start transforming your pet business right now. You'll find many classes for all your business needs, including how to get your website higher on the search engines and how to use Facebook marketing to grow your pet business, plus many others. New courses are added monthly. These online courses provide solutions and actionable steps so you can quickly take your business to a new level of growth and profitability. And you'll receive your courses in less than 60 seconds after ordering. To find out more, go to PetBusinessCourses.com. So the third item that they bring up is about fueling your body. And this is something that I've noticed, especially in the pet sitters that I coach and dog walkers. A lot of them are eating on the run. If your business is super busy, especially those of you, like I said, that are pet sitters and dog walkers, you may be eating really bad food, you know, and by bad, I mean like stopping at McDonald's. You know, I I work with a lot of coaching clients who will kind of sheepishly say to me, you know, I'm not eating well. And we talk about diet in the coaching sessions. Not like I'm a dietitian or nutritionist, but, you know, I've really had to learn from my own life and what gives me energy, what fuels me. So it's important to really take note of what works for you and what doesn't when it comes to food and fueling the body and thinking about food as fuel. And that can be a great thing to do. And I do this when I'm kind of tempted by something like a cupcake or something else. And I'm very much into pleasure when it comes to food, because like I said, I love to eat. And when I'm being really conscious about it, I'm looking at it from the perspective of, is this going to fuel me? You know, is this fuel Or is this going to burn and just do nothing? Kind of like McDonald's. I think about McDonald's as the quick fix. And then, you know, it feels great in the moment. And then it feels really crappy, like even 10 or 15 minutes later. So what they're saying is 
you know, eat breakfast, right? For a lot of you, you may be running out the door before you're eating anything. Maybe you grab something, you know, through a drive through or whatever you do, but to really consciously think about it and think about it the night before, right? Really think about what am I going to eat tomorrow? Begin to plan your day the night before, and that's really going to make a difference, especially when it comes to food. You know, if we are left to our own devices in the moment and we're super busy, we're probably going to make an unhealthy choice. That's just been my experience. It may not be you. They talk about this person who drinks kombucha and water for breakfast and eats a big bowl of berries with coconut milk for healthy fat. His name is Barkat, his last name. I'm not sure what his first name is, but he says eating whole unprocessed food helps him keep focused at work. He says, my energy levels remain steady all day long. So what can you do? Not necessarily kombucha. I love kombucha. It's not something I desire to drink in the morning. (laughs) It's like the last thing I want to drink. But, you know, so what is it for you that really fuels you? gives you energy. I've been eating eggs and really enjoying them in the morning and find that they really help fuel me. The protein, you know, of course, I don't want to eat them every day, but when I eat them, I do feel really good. And the fourth thing is something some of you may not have ever heard about. I just love it. So what they say is follow Mark Twain's advice and His famous advice is to eat a live frog first thing in the morning. And I know that sounds so gross and bizarre, but basically what that means is checking off a dreaded item on your to-do list, you know, and doing it because it gives you a lift and a feeling of accomplishment that carries you through the rest of the day. And the thing is, it also takes up a lot of mental space, doesn't it? When we have something we're procrastinating about, we're not doing it, we feel stressed all day, and then it'll even keep us up at night. You know, if it's something that we really needed to do that day that we don't. So eating the frog technique can really help you become more productive in your business. And it's just incredible. So if there's something that has been dragging on your to-do list day after day, eat it, eat that frog, just do it. It's so important. So they recommend something called the IRS. (laughs) It's not the Internal Revenue Service. It's Identify, Rank, and Schedule, IRS. And what they say is to do this, simply read your to-do list aloud and then rank the item that makes you feel worst as number one. (laughs) not the one you want to do first, right? It's the one that makes you feel worse. Do that, number one. List it as number one, then block off the time in your daily schedule to focus only on that task. And it's Michael McDevitt who talks about this. And he says, you have to eat the frog or the frog will eat your whole life. Can you see how that could be true in your own life? Those things that you're putting off day after day after day, tend to consume, right? They consume energy. They consume mental space in our brain. Oh, it's just painful. So be willing to eat the frog. And then the fifth thing, and this is something that I started implementing many years ago, is take some morning me time. 
Okay, not me, you. I'm talking about you. So what they're saying is many successful small business owners swear by morning rituals. So one of the examples is Christy Somerville. She's the owner of Balance Comp, which is a consulting firm, and she's nine employees. And she says listening to a spiritual audiobook during her morning commute can be really empowering for her. And she says, I need to fill my cup each morning because I knew as soon as I get into the office, I'm going to start giving to others. And a lot of pet business owners are in that place, aren't you? Right? You are giving to so many people and you're really pulling from your cup, but where are you filling it? That's an intentional pause. <laughs> where are you filling your cup and how? So what she says about this ritual for her is it helps calm her. It puts life in perspective. And she also says it gives her confidence to face the challenges of the day. And she says, I'm much more in the saddle if I make sure I get my personal needs met first. And I really can relate to that. It's so, so powerful. Tim Ferriss starts the day by making his bed, drinking tea, and journaling. And I don't make my bed, <laughs> but I do drink chai tea, and I do journal nearly every morning. And I have for about over 20 years. Some of you may recall in six-figure pet sitting and six-figure pet business, my two books, I also have Prosperous Pet Business, but I don't write about that in that book, but I do in the Pet Sitting and Pet Business books. So what I write about are the morning pages, and how powerful they are for me on a regular, ongoing basis. So the morning pages are basically coined, that term was coined by um, Julia Cameron. She is a creativity coach. She is an actress. She's an amazing human being. And she wrote a book called The Artist's Way. And I read it years ago. Really resonated with this section on morning pages. And basically what it is is you write three pages every morning. And you don't critique it as you're writing. You don't edit it. You don't erase anything. <laughs> you just simply rewrite what comes to you as it comes without editing, without spell checking. I really prefer to write in an actual journal and not on my computer. I find there's something about holding a pen, having my brain, you know, kind of go down my arm into the pen onto the paper that is incredibly powerful for me. So Whatever works for you, but, you know, even doing it a few times a week can be really empowering and give you direction. And I found that it's really helped me cultivate a deeper, more loving relationship with myself and with others. It's also given me clarity around what goals I want to set, you know, for that week, for that month, for that year. I get a to-do list usually when I'm doing the journaling where I get what I need to do that day as a result of from writing. So whatever you need to do to do it, you don't have to do three pages. You could just do one page. You know, start off with one if three seems too huge <laughs> for you to do. So the sixth item is if you must meet, don't sit. 
they're talking about meetings, okay? And a lot of you are going to client meet and greets, but you're not necessarily in business meetings. But the same applies because really it's about not sitting, right? So if you're there with a cat doing a cat sit, you know, walk around, have a cat follow you, you know, play with a toy, you know, that gets them to move around and gets you to move around. It's so, so important. And if you are needing to work at your desk for a long period of time, I really recommend getting a standing desk or, you know, getting up every half hour, every 45 minutes, you know, do a little walk around your house (laughs) inside or outside that just sort of gets your blood flowing, gets your brain, you know, focused on something else for just a bit. And then you can come back and you'll be much more productive, I promise. It's so, so powerful. So you guys, I just want to thank you for listening today. I hope you all are excited about the new year. I am so excited about the Jumpstart program that I am offering in January. For those of you that don't know, I do a four-week pet business jumpstart. And... It's for pet business owners who really want to create an empowering, powerful business plan for the year, for the next 12 months. It's also for pet business owners that are feeling totally depleted, exhausted, burned out. I know there are a number of you that are feeling that. So if that's you, I really recommend that you join me and join the pet business owners from around the world who are attending. And even if, you know, we've often had many pet business owners from other countries last month in the Catapult group, I had somebody from Singapore, I had somebody from the UK, Canadians were joining us, lots of US states. It's just so fun to get to know pet business owners from all over the world. And even if, you know, The time zone doesn't work for you. I had a lot of pet business owners who signed up and they were able to get the recordings and you'll have 90 days to listen to all the webinar recordings. And there's a great private Facebook group that you can join that will keep the conversation going long after the four-week program ends. So you're going to get a lot of support. You're going to feel connected with pet business owners who know what you're going through, and they're not competitors. Occasionally, we've had two people that live in the same city, but it's pretty rare. So it's really, really an incredible opportunity for those of you that really need a jumpstart, (laughs) you know, who really need to kind of leap ahead this year, and you feel like you really want to take control of your life, The jumpstart is more for life than it is business, although I will be weaving in a lot of business tips. It's primarily for those of you that feel like you have no life. You're running a pet business, but you have no life. So, and I'm going to be talking more about self-care tips to kind of get you through those challenging times because I know... A lot of you have these experiences where you have to really push in your business. And then there may be times where you're a little slower and that can be anxiety producing, 
you know, so you're not able to relax. So how do you find a balance where you're able to relax during the busy times and take care of yourself? both take care of yourself and run a successful pet business. So I'm going to be talking about that in the jumpstart. That is the focus. It's so amazing. And if you're curious about it, I really recommend that you check out the jumpstart page. You're going to find it in the show notes located at prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 19. That is the number 19. And again, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 19. Thanks so much for being here, for listening, for doing such an amazing job with those pets and their humans. You guys are making a huge difference in the world. You know, I really feel like pet business owners are one of the you know, industries that are really creating world peace. (laughs) That may seem silly, but the thing is you're creating more peace for the humans that you're taking care of their pets for, right? And you're giving love, attention, care to those pets. And I just know what that's like. You know, it's a big job. It can be challenging. And I just really congratulate all of you who are on the path. And I hope you have an amazing year, no matter when you're listening to this. So I just want to wish everybody a wonderful week, a wonderful holiday, a wonderful new year. And I look forward to talking to you soon. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast. It would be great if you would take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes. For any questions, comments, or pet business coaching topics you would like to hear on future podcasts, please visit us at www.prosperouspetbusiness.com or www.sixfigurepetbusinessacademy.com.